Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'one Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 163. The following is the recitation of Psalm 148, aka Perek or Mizmor Kuf Mem Chet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, et Adonai, min hashamayim, hallelujah, ba miromim, hallelujah, chol melachav, hallelujah, kol tzvaav, hallelujah, shemesh. The Yareach Hallelujah Kol Kochve Or Hallelujah Shemei Hashamayim The Hamayim Asher Meal Hashamayim Yahallelujah Et Shem Adonai who Siva Venivra U Vaya Ami Dame Laad Leolam Chak Natan Below Yaavor Hallelujah Et Adonai Min Haaretz Taninim Lechol Tehomot Ish Uvarad Sheleg Vikitor Ruach Seara Osa Devaro Heharim Behol Givaot Eitz Peri Behol Arazim Hachaya Behol Behema Remes Bitsipur Kanaf Malchai Eretz Bechol Leumim Sarim Bechol Softei Aretz Bachurim Vegam Betulot Zekenim Im Nearim Yehalelu et shame Adonai Ki Nisgav Shemo Levado Hodo Al Eretz Vishamayim Vayarem Karen Leamo Tehila Lechol 
Chasi Dev Livnei Yisrael Am Kirovo Hallelujah. Psalm 148 is another in the Hallelujah series following the Ashrei prayer in Psalm 145. It's learned that if you are in a rush for davening for whatever reason and could only say the basics, namely the Brechot, Baruch Shamar, Ashrei, and Yishtabach, etc., if you had a little bit more time, this Psalm and Psalm 150 would also be fit in. The Ibn Ezra helps us understand why that may be, as he explains that this psalm has deep secrets. The Chida explains further, quoting the Arizal, who says that in this Mizmor, you will see all dimensions of creation, as well as the four basic building blocks of creation, namely earth, wind, fire, water, aka solids, liquid, gas, and energy, and energy which interfaces and all matter is to be found in. And this was more deeply described the four Kabbalistic realms. So in other words, we see a description from top to bottom, from celestial creations and beings to natural elements and formations to animals and then humans, all praising Hashem together in this psalm and showing the interplay between the physical and metaphysical realms. In terms of generally what is found in this psalm, Many bits of this mizmor are reminiscent of the creation story in Breshit, Genesis. There is an emphasis in this psalm that points out that anything that may be perceived to the human eye as incredibly powerful, even those things praise Hashem since he alone is the most powerful, no matter stature, gender, or age. A callback to an understanding of how people have worshipped the sun and the moon, etc. in the past, or how people in general could think of someone as beneath them. This is an emphasis that everyone and everything has this ability to have this relationship and to recognize their connection with Hashem. There's also the continued notion of chosenness of the Jewish nation, perhaps saying that it is as natural as the laws of nature itself, or perhaps reminding us that we need to choose to be close to him. The psalm may be commanding everyone and everything to praise Hashem, or it could be understood that we aren't expecting balls of gas and wild beasts to actually verbally praise Hashem, but rather their mere existence is where Hashem reveals himself to us, and all is praiseworthy simply for brilliantly existing. Side note for a moment, with our holiday this week of Tubishvat, the new year of the tree, the Mizmor mentions fruit-bearing and cedar trees, which are not fruit-bearing trees. And I think this serves as a significant reminder that even those that don't seem to produce according to what society might expect, they are still considered worthy of existing and praising. In any case, it's important to understand how disgust this psalm was by our sages in terms of helping them to get a grasp of the cosmos and Hashem's involvement, even with their more limited scientific knowledge than what we have today. There is a Midrash that I heard Rabbi Daniel Fredman discuss, which quotes a Pasuk from Yeshayahu and our Mizmor, that there was a sequential praising of Hashem, 
and takes the position that man and all the creations are actually adding something through the medium of shevach, of praise. Maybe somehow making Hashem less lonely with the feedback, since we are thinking individuals, but that ultimately the majority of our sages hold that man is adding something to Hashem, to God, with the use of praise itself. And the obvious counterpoint is, how could you add anything to God? And we discussed that a little bit last episode. But throughout my episodes, we have focused on the obvious positive aspects of praise. Instead, here, I want to focus on the potentially negative aspects of praise. I think as a basic rule, too much of anything can become unhealthy, even too much praise. Typically, if you are always praising someone, unless you are really creative with your words, eventually it can start to become meaningless to them. Alternatively, if you are the receiver of that praise, you can become addicted to it and then start to crave validation for everything to be sure you are on the, quote, right path so as not to rock the boat, thus keeping you from being your most authentic self and maybe even making you feel shame or worthless without even understanding the cause. When parents overpraise their kids, studies have found that this actually makes children try less for fear of making errors, like, well, if I'm so wonderful, I don't want to mess that up. And if they never try, they will never learn from mistakes and gain their own self-confidence. I can't imagine that Hashem gets tired or addicted to our praise. However, technically, the only reason we are even allowed to praise Him is because of the Gemara and Brachot that states that Moshe Rabbeinu used to use praise before making a request from Hashem. And so the Rambam says that this is why we are allowed to even attempt to qualify all of Hashem's omniscient attributes with praise at all, and are required to praise before requesting something. Uh, that and because David HaMelech showed us how with, you know, Psalms. Otherwise, praise tends to make a regular person feel above the praise that they are receiving and or feel the need to be a perfectionist or even haughty. Brene Brown points out that healthy striving focuses on you. It occurs when you ask yourself, how can I improve? Perfectionism keeps the focus on others. It occurs when you ask, what will they think? She goes on to say that research shows that perfectionism hampers success and often leads to depression, anxiety, addiction, and missed opportunities due to fears of putting anything out in the world that could be imperfect or disappoint others. So does Hashem really want us to give him all this praise all the time? Quick answer? No, not really. He doesn't need praise to lift him up or know that he's on the right track and doing the right things. He's probably pretty confident in all that. So why is our author of this psalm encouraging praising so much? It's understood that praise is more for our sake. Remember we said that it's not necessarily a command to praise here in this psalm. It's a recognition of all the different spheres in this world that highlight how incredible Hashem is and remind us how he is a part of everything in our lives. If being our authentic self is the goal, then truly looking around us consistently and reflecting on the intricate ways that Hashem is a part of our lives will help foster authentic feeling 
and help us to become, what the last verse points out, Crovo, his close ones. Our words then won't be lip service and something we, quote, have to do. Instead, it will come forth as a natural overflow of the awe that we feel for all that he does. The narrator at this point in the book, as he is summing up, has come to this overwhelmingly clear place where they see the hand of Hashem in everything, including that which is beyond their comprehension, and they are able to take in the worthiness of everything that is a part of the world around them that affects, that in effect helps them have a closer relationship with others and Hashem. And they are encouraging us to notice the wonder as well. May we be able to praise wholeheartedly in a way that feels authentic and aids us in feeling more connected and closer to the receiver. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is for those who don't see their worth without validation. May they learn to recognize the worthiness of all of Hashem's creatures, including themselves, and that they have permission not to maintain such unrealistic expectations on themselves. episode that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nursenisa1 n-u-r-s-e-n-i-s-a the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.